0: You're listening to a message brought to you by Christian Life Church, Hereford. If you would like to find out more about us, go to www.clch.cc. I'm Tim. I'm one of the leaders here. Uh, the series has been called Good News. And this this week, I'm going to read a couple of stories from the Bible about two parties that Jesus went to, uh, Parties are interesting things. They can be tricky. Uh, Has anybody uh, not been invited to a party and thought, he was invited, I should have been invited, I think I'm a closer, I thought I was a closer friend than him. Anybody had that? Uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah. Obviously, some people more than others. Um, Has anybody, anybody so popular, they've never had that? Brilliant. Well done. But for most of us, we've experienced that. You might have also experienced where you've had a party and then you're in the group of f- friends and somebody says, oh, great party, Tim. Thank that. And start to talk about the party and you think, not everybody here was invited. Could you shut up and change the subject? Has anybody had that? Yeah. So they can be tricky things. Maybe you've been to a party and you've thought, oh, no she's here he's here or maybe as i heard yesterday uh, a friend's son said i'm so glad i wasn't invited to that party (laughs) they can be tricky things Uh, so but the title of this talk in the good news series is this good news you are invited there's a party and you're invited so, I'm going to read about two parties that Jesus went to. The first party is well, perhaps the wrong party. So, this is in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5. Uh, I'm reading from verse 7. Later, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the place for paying taxes. Jesus said to him, Follow me. Levi left everything and went with Jesus. In his home, Levi gave a big dinner for Jesus. Many tax collectors and other guests were also there. The Pharisees and some of their teachers of the law grumbled to Jesus' disciples, Why do you eat and drink with these tax collectors and other sinners? Jesus answered, Healthy people don't need a doctor, but sick people do. I didn't come to invite good people to turn to God. I came to invite sinners. This was a party for the sinners, and Jesus was the guest of honor. It's interesting that he felt honored and went. And the, the Pharisees, as it says, they were the religious people. They, they were in the camp. I'm glad I wasn't invited to that party on this occasion. Uh, but they thought Jesus shouldn't have gone to that party. And Jesus explained. So it shows that Jesus... Has no problem with going to a party with the bad people, with the sinners. Now, the second party is in Luke chapter seven, a couple of chapters later, and this is the A-list party. So, when one of, it says when one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. Just to say, the Pharisees were the they were well-respected religious people. In that society, were were respected. This was the party that people wanted to get an invite to. And Jesus went. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissing them and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back. So he forgave the debts of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned towards the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss. But this woman, from the time I entered, has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you go in peace. So this A-list party that Jesus was invited to, it was clear he wasn't the guest of honor because the the guy who invited him didn't uh, welcome in the way that he should have. It's also clear that this woman wasn't invited, but she went anyway. Um, And if if they'd realized what Jesus had said at the first party, he said, no, I have come to the sinners. they would have all realized that Jesus coming to this party showed that he didn't consider these posh people, religious people, any better than the people at the first party. He saw them all the same. So it may seem initially that this story categorizes people as either good or sinners. For instance, it did say that he didn't come to invite good people but he came to invite sinners. But the Bible says um, that we're all sinners. That nobody is good. Another version of, of, uh, of a translation of that first, at the end of the first part is this. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. So the good news is The Bible says we're all sinners. That means I'm invited. Anybody else invited? In God's eyes, because God is perfect, we all fall short. We're all sinners. Therefore, we're all invited. But if we're the kind of person that says, well, I'm pretty good. I'm okay, God. Then you decline the invitation because It's not to those who think they are righteous. What I want to say is this. Jesus, when he went to that party and associated with tax collectors and sinners, in those days, tax collectors were really, really despised. They're not so popular these days. But in those days, they were really the lowest of the low. They were despised. And and good people... Good people didn't associate with them. That was really shocking thing for Jesus to go to that party. I just say, are there any children in? Still okay. So it was shocking. It was more shocking than this next slide. So this was this. This is a fake news. It's not real news, by the way. This is fake news. Scandal of sex workers as guests at a royal party. Now, th- this did briefly go out on social media uh, yesterday. And then we pulled it back because the, the text was, tomorrow at Christian Life Centre, dedications, and here was the picture. So it wasn't a good, that wasn't how it was intended to be. Sorry about that, but it was intended to shock. But the royal, the royal party is not the, our royal family, not the king. But the King of Kings, the King of Heaven, Jesus, invites all of us, including those that you wouldn't invite. The good news is Jesus invites you to his party. The bad news perhaps is he also invites some people that you wouldn't invite who wouldn't want to be at the party. Um, so that's how that's how he it's a, maybe a bit shocking, but that was really shocking for those people at the end. Uh, in some of the other versions. Uh, of the story in other gospel, it kind of implies this woman was probably a prostitute, and so hence the title. We'll take that off. That slide off. So if you're a bit shocked, that's good. But it was shocking. It was shocking in those days that that Jesus, his interaction with that woman was shocking. That was the interact. It uh, was shocking in those days. But actually, what I want to say is, for God, who is holy and perfect to associate with you and me, is actually shocking, because he is perfect, so perfect, that really nobody should be good enough to receive an invitation from God. Nobody. But God actually invites us anyway to his party. Nobody, but nobody is bad enough to receive the invitation. But the story shows us that as human beings, we tend to judge one another and judge ourselves. So we like to compare ourselves, yeah? So we might say, I, well, I'm, I'm not perfect. I may not be good as Henry, who is? <laughs> but I think I'm better than Tony. <laughs> in fact, I'm, a, I'm probably a bit nearer this sort of way. And we tend to say things like, I no I'm not perfect, but I would never do that. I've never done that. I don't. And I wouldn't. But in God's eyes, we all fall short. And we all don't deserve to... To be invited to the party. And it seems in the story, Jesus is saying to Simon, Simon, you see this woman as the one who owes 500 denarii. But don't forget, Simon, you still have a debt. You may think it's smaller, but you still have a debt. When, interesting, this big debt that this woman had was forgiven. He never said to Simon, your sins are forgiven. Because he, wasn't, he, he didn't feel he needed it. God is in the business of forgiving our sins, cancelling our debt. Now, I don't know whether you had a debt cancelled. You may have heard of debt cancelling. But when a debt is cancelled, really it's never magicked away. Somebody pays it, yeah? Somebody pays it. So God doesn't magic Our sin away. It doesn't magic the debt away. Jesus paid the debt. On the cross, it says that Jesus took all the punishment that we deserved for all our sins, whether big, whether we think they're big sins or little sins, he took them all and paid for them so the debt can be cancelled. The invitation... That God' there's going to be a party one day, by the way, that Jesus will have, and there's an invitation that's gone out to that party, but we have to respond to the invitation in this life. We have to respond in this life, the response. And Jesus invites us to many things, actually. I, I realized that as well as invite being invited to have our sins forgiven, like he did in this case, he said, he said on another occasion. Come to me, all those are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. God promises rest. If you're weary with life, weary with whatever, God says, come to me. Jesus says, come to me. If, he also said, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me, and I will give you a drink. And it says he He said this of the Holy Spirit. If you're thirsting for God, Holy Spirit is God, come to Jesus, he will give you a drink. But on this occasion, he invites each one of us to himself to say, you can have your sins forgiven. Everyone, nobody is too good that you don't need to ask God, to forgive your sins. And nobody's too bad that that God will not forgive your sins. And actually when I say too good or too bad, these are human ideas, not God's ideas. God welcomes everybody to his party. But he says, as at the end of the, the first party he said, I have called sinners to repent, to turn to God. What he's asking us is not is—he's not by forgiving our sins endorsing the things that we do wrong. He's saying you have an opportunity to turn to God, and we could name lots of sins. I don't want to, in this in this in the slide and in this story um, it, there's an implication of sexual sin, and I don't want to say that's the worst sin. And other sins are not as bad. I don't want to grade them. I don't want to grade people. I don't want to grade sins. When I became a Christian, before I became a Christian and turned to God and decided to follow God, there was one sin that I knew was the thing that I had to turn away with. And it was very simple. I had chosen all my life to live my life without any reference to God. Without any... uh, um, I can't think of the word in any way consider what god wanted in my life i was living independently of god and when i heard what being a christian was people said it's committing your life to god we've had dedications today where we're dedicating our children to god one day they will decide for themselves as their parents have decided that they want to follow god and it was just this i realized that to live a life Without considering God's view or God's direction in my life was wrong. And the right thing to do was say, God, I want to follow you. And I made that decision many years ago. And sometimes I've fulfilled it. And sometimes I've failed. And sometimes I've had to, many, many times actually, I've had to go back to God and say, I failed. Please forgive me. I want to follow you again. So. What God requires is for us to receive forgiveness, is to basically confess to God that we need God to forgive us. We need him to save us. We need him to forgive our sins. Not to compare with Henry or Tony or anybody else, but to say, God, in your eyes, the eyes of a perfect God, I am a sinner and I need your forgiveness. And that's all of us. And then we need to just turn and say, With your help, God, I want to turn to you and live for you. And the good news is that we're all invited to do that. Nobody's excluded. We're all invited to a party one day, which actually will be Jesus' wedding party when he marries the church. It's a different sermon. But it will be the greatest party ever, and you are all invited. But God asks you now to make a decision. So I want to pray. And if you've never made a decision to follow God, to say, yes, I want to follow God in my life, that's what becoming a Christian is. If you've mev- never made that, God is giving that invitation today, and you can respond. So I'm going to pray a prayer, and if you, want to f- if you say, I want to follow God, I need my sins forgiven, and I want to follow him, I want to turn to him, then pray this prayer in your heart as I pray And uh, I I love. I want us all to shut our eyes, close our eyes, and and I'm I'm going to pray this prayer. And if you want to say Amen in your heart, then can I just ask you to lift up your hand, and I'll I'll just acknowledge you, and then put your hand down, just so that you're you're making a like a, a physical move to say, "This is me. I want to respond to that today." So let's all close our eyes and pray. And if you're if you're praying this with me for the first time that you want to follow God, just put your hand up. Father God, I thank you that in Jesus' name you invite me, along with everybody else, to come to your party, to have my sins forgiven. I want to come to you today and say, God, please forgive my sins. Help me to follow you. I turn to you now and ask you to follow me. I (coughs) ask you to help me follow you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you pray that in your heart, I'd love to chat to you. If you think, I'm not sure I'm ready and you want to know more, I'd love to chat to you. But I want to just close with saying this, God invites you. Not the person sat next to you, not not your mum, your dad. God invites you because he loves you and he's paid the price to bring you close to him. Amen. That is good news. Hand back to Dave.